Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Hello, happy new year to everybody. I am officially back. Thank you all so much for your well wishes. Cammie has recovered. Kids are resilient and she's doing well. So my big takeaway is to trust your gut. So if you feel like your kid's off, take them to the ER. If it's after hours, just don't hesitate. If that is an option for you, I say go for it. But thank you all for your well wishes. Thank you, Abby, for covering. I enjoyed listening with Paige and Kevin. I know. It was a little bit of a podcaster there. Who would have thought? I also say, too, I never knew about the jump test for an appendicitis. So that was uh, a takeaway for me to know for kids. If they can't jump or will not jump up and down, they likely have an appendicitis. So Yes. No, there's lots of, I mean, one of the other things, it's extreme lethargic. Um, she did mention her tummy hurts. So just something to look for. I never would have thought it would have been appendicitis, but here we are. Something that may give me appendicitis is the fact that the Potomac woman, women are still in Austin. I know it's kind of giving Bermuda Triangle, but not in a juicy way. I'm like, how are we still in Austin? Why are we still in Austin? Like, I mean, I get it. It was a fun cast trip. I appreciate them picking a city kind of like out of the norm. Um, I love that it was a new city. I love they did chicken chip bingo. I love that they're embracing, you know, this Texas town. But um, is this episode three that we've been here now? Like I three think full so. episodes? That's a long time for, um, I don't know how to say it, but like a, a BC level cast trip. Like when I feel like when they go domestic, we don't get this much coverage. Content. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know. I think, I don't think we need this much time it doesn't um, hit the same as old og roni going to bluestone manor oh and you can mm-hmm. have like five episodes on that and not like flinch but to your point yes like how are we still in austin the one thing though that i can say that i can get behind because you know i am a la dame the women celebrating my queen karen I thought because they didn't get to use do the vagina drawings, what better way to repurpose that? And honestly, a much better way than to paint their best Karen. This was one of my favorite moments of this season, for sure. I thought it brought out the silly, shady fun that is what makes Potomac Potomac. And I think it's what makes it different from some of the other shows, because like even when they're being shady and maybe not giving the best drawing, it's not like vindictive, mean, hateful. It's like, it's just kind of like silly, fun shade. I mean, and, you know, I, I've been struggling with my girl Robin for the past couple seasons. This is why I love Robin. I do think she has a really like dry, creative sense of humor. And the fact that she did the check mark, I mean, even I like, I love that like that was enough for, you know, Karen to be like, you know what, Robin, I do want us to get past this one day and be and- friends again. And the fact that they brought out the pie, like, oh I just God. love, like, how quickly that became, like, an inside joke amongst the women and the group and that Karen laughed at it. I just thought, you know, triple 20, what a great way to celebrate that. So I just thought that was really entertaining. But then, you know, things take a downside. The women go to a dinner before they go to a drag show celebrating Karen's birthday. Candace versus Robin. Truthfully, at this point, I'm kind of growing tired of this. Um, 
you know, the line is always moving is what Candace said. I feel like they both hurt each other. They're both too stubborn to who did more wrongdoing. Call a spade a spade, in my opinion. I think where Candace is getting upset is that Robin, I mean, I would say Giselle and Ashley, like the, with the rumor about Chris, they didn't shut it down and they kind of fed it last season. And then, you know, Candace, you know, kind of like puts it out there that, you know, not puts it, but she calls Robin a fraud and basically says like she lied about her storyline to like protect her marriage. And when they're arguing, it feels like people are still kind of taking Robin's side. So I see how Candace is like, how is it okay for all of you to come after my marriage? I come after Robin's and now I'm a bad friend when like the thing with Robin well, even though they're saying they're not admitting he cheated yet, but let's, we all know he did. I mean, it actually happened. He actually went to a hotel, paid for another girl's hotel. Like, you know, there's a lot of questionable things. There's a lot of receipts with that story. Where with Chris, it really was just mostly hearsay. Um, So I can see the frustration for her that the line is always moving. Like, why is, why is she crossing a line and being a bad friend when Robin wasn't necessarily? And then at the beginning of that last season, Robin was cheering, not cheering, backing Chris and Candace as well. Right. So it's yeah. all very convoluted at this point. So Robin is pissed off. She's upset. So what better comfort than Juan Dixon? She tries to FaceTime Juan Dixon, who couldn't get on the FaceTime, which it's 2024 now, honey. That's like very sad. That's, that's very sad. So you don't want to be on FaceTime. And she's just wanting to vent and just be like, oh my gosh, I'm sick of this. And he he, though, actually, I was kind of surprised by him saying, just take the high road. And she was pissed that he said that. But I kind of agreed with him, even though he sucks at his delivery. Yeah, delivery not there. But I agree. Like, at this point, move on. Just say, we're going to water under the bridge. I think both of them need to come to that that point. Kind of like where Karen and Robin kind of got to with the drawing. Like, sort of like, I do want to have a friendship with you. Like, you know, I think you're funny. Like, point out some positive things about one another. You at one point were friends with Robin and Candace. Like, you know, at, at some point, someone's going to have to let something go in order for this to move forward. Or they're both probably going to be off, off the show. Because no one's going to want, like, if this is still going on next season, we will not be having it as We'll be bored. I mean, do Giselle and Karen need to do, like, a presentation on how to be remain frenemies and have they, fun? But also, like have hard moments, but I don't know. I will always say those two are like a master class on how, on how you work the frenemy angle so that you both benefit. You both have times where you can dig and throw shade, but then be friends. And people don't think like, why are you being friendly now? This feels inauthentic. Like they've just perfectly executed it. And I think, yeah, I think they do need to have a presentation. They do. They, they execute coworkers very well. Yes. That is. <laughs> They're like, I wouldn't be friends with you if it weren't for the show, but we're in it, baby. So let's do it. So after that, they go to the drag show, which is a but much more lighthearted. What um, a party. I mean, it looks like a great time. I mean, like, more of that. I would have yeah. liked more of that than chicken shit, chicken shit bingo. Okay. I've been to drag shows before. Now, granted, I've gone to like Hamburger Mary's in St. Louis, like not big venues. And I'm, I know there's bigger venues out there. But this was like a full on like club with people knowing Karen Huger was coming to celebrate her birthday. here. I mean, people had the shirts. I don't know. I just thought the whole thing. I'm like, oh, this was a bigger. I guess I was thinking like 
if you've been to like the, a drag show, like Hamburger Mary's type place, they have like some tables close up and then they have some a little bit further back, but it's not like a big like club scene. No, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. I thought um, random, but I love that the Potomac women can get down with a beer. Yes. Very niche thing for me to point out here, but I am a beer drinker. Abby introduced me to Mick Ultra over heavy beer. It's changed my life ever since. So I'm the soccer mom drinking my watered down beer. But you just always see housewives drinking wine or vodka, vodka, carcass out. Yeah. So I enjoy a beer moment. So I I enjoyed that. I also loved um, Karen and like crawling on the floor and they're just making sure her knees are okay. And (laughs) the whole like, the whole thing. And then like the drag queens giving shade to some of the women. I mean, I thought like that whole part, I was like, okay, if we could have just put that at the beginning of this episode and then gone back to Potomac, it would have been like a great episode. I don't, I didn't think we needed all all of Austin, that whole. No, I agree. Also the drag names, the only one who got it right, in my opinion, is Candace. Like, yeah. uh, Petty LaBelle. Yeah. Petty LaBelle. That is good, but some people have like five names. They're like Doctor Sparkles Champagne Lusa. I was like, no, this isn't like the game where it's like take your first pet and street name. Like, you put some thought into it. I what was say, your be? Well, so I was gonna say I was watching. It, I'm like, I don't know what mine would be. Mine would be Sassy Lafras. Sassy Lafras, like okay. Sassy Fras, Sassy Lafras. Who's Sassy Fras? Just like a saying, like you're being sassy for ass, like sassafras. Sassy- oh! I love this. I'm like, who the hell is sassy frass? No, but it's like, it's. A na- I'm changing it into a name, but I mean. Well, like sassafras is like a description of how someone's acting. Like, I know, Nancy, but I Nancy just. Nancy is a person. I know, but I just changed it into a name and did the most <laughs> on brand thing for myself. I think ever. you would be misunderstood is your name. <laughs> um. No, I don't know. Mine would have to. I was like thinking about I'm like how do I incorporate something with like an Irish goodbye or something into mine? Oh. Um, I don't know. Goodbye, or like, Molly. I don't know. That doesn't mean- <laughs> goodbye, Molly. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, that is funny for another reason though. <laughs> Given an inside joke, I'll just share it on here. We were at BravoCon last year in New York, and we were drinking champagne and having shots and. I don't know. I was kid free for the first time since having three kids. And I turned to Hayden, haters, and I was like, do you think you could get us some Molly? And he looked at me like, whoa, like whoa. all jokingly, jokingly, He's like, straight this face. This is kind of aggressive for a BravoCon night out. So anyway, um, so you know what? I'll be goodbye, Molly. I don't know. Goodbye, Molly. It's better than the names they had. Yeah, Madison. For the, for the record, none of us did Molly. It ended up being like no. this joke that I said while drunk, like wanting to like elevate the party for some reason. And then it's an ongoing joke now. Like if I don't reply to the group text, like, oh, Abby's out doing Molly. So this feels appropriate with the Mean Girls musical coming out because you just proved you're a cool mom. I am the cool mom out there not doing <laughs> Molly, but uh, suggesting just, it. Yeah. 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 No problem. Well, this seems like a good time. To take a little quick ad break before we go into the right now, we'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, LifeMD. Looking to lose weight and improve your health? You're not alone. More than 40% of Americans are considered clinically obese, but without the right resources and support, the path to better health can be challenging to say the least. The good news is LifeMD can help. As one of the world's leading online healthcare providers, LifeMD provides the hassle 
takes the hassle, expense, and guesswork out of reaching your weight loss goals. Its comprehensive weight management program combines access to breakthrough DLP-1 medications with coaching and metabolic testing to help patients on their journey to lose weight and maintain their results long term. Visit lifemd.com slash real moms to start your weight loss journey today. With the right resources and support, losing weight doesn't need to feel like an uphill battle. Embrace your journey towards a healthier, happier you and achieve lasting, sustainable weight loss with LifeMD by your side. Visit lifemd.com slash real moms to get started so you can enjoy a brighter tomorrow. That's lifemd.com slash real moms. Read all warnings before using GLP-1. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1 if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. You guys might have seen our Instagram post. I'm so excited for our new partner, Vegamore. I might look like I have thick hair, but truth is I do not. I have thin hair, a lot of it, and I've been noticing that it's um, getting less full as I age. And so I'm really excited about adding Vegamore to my skin routine. It's so easy to sign up. And what I love the most about it is you can get a monthly subscription of their amazing product that um, most people I feel like have heard of, Grow, G-R-O, with their hair serum and the shampoo and conditioner. And when you sign up for the monthly subscription, you can do one bottle or three bottles and you save more by doing the subscription and you're never going to run low on the products that you need to take care of your hair. Fun fact, Vegamore sells one bottle of Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. I am so excited to get started with it. It is 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, consistency is key. I'm going to make a commitment to use this as my daily routine, and I just cannot wait to share the results for you guys. It may take a minimum of three months use to see visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. So stick with us as we go through our Vegamore routine and elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash real moms. Use code real moms at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash real moms, code real moms to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash real moms, code real moms. Okay. Salt Lake City part one was definitely, I would say an amuse-bouche an appetizer. It was pretty, you know, not giving us a juicy meal that we wanted. It was not giving what the people really want, but there were a few highlights from the episode. Do you agree with that? I would say it's like when you order um, an appetizer that sounds interesting and it gets delivered and you're like, it's not terrible. It's something fried. So it's like crispy and good and Southwestern egg roll. Yeah, and it got the ranch, you know, but like it's not it's not what you were hoping for. Um, it doesn't really pack a punch and you're just like, all right, I I'm gonna take a few bites of this, but I'd rather just save the room in my stomach for my main meal. I just I don't know. To me, I was just like, really? I know. I know they have to draw it out, but I was like, oh, but my do God, we, how do we but not? Do we? I know. Do we well, like here are the things that did stand out to me. 
one Lisa Barlow in the 60K ring or 58K, as she yeah. later said, even though she was walking around saying 60. I know. I'm like, why are you? You're basically correcting yourself. I love you, Lisa. But no, I love Lisa or Delulu Queen. Love her to death. But OK. But I will say, I I know she didn't want to share the story as to the significance of behind the ring but i think it would have done her a lot of favors had she done that in the moment also why didn't she share that with us while we were getting drinks like i just feel like that that changes it for me i will say i was like part of us liking monica in the beginning was the fact that she kind of called lisa out on this and was like you are so like unrelatable and like just like out of touch with this mindset of like Oh my God, it's $60,000, like 60. It seemed like she was fixating on the amount of money it costs. And that was money loss. Not, she did say it was sentimental like one or two times and it could have been editing, but I felt like it was constantly 60K, 60K, 60K. I can't like, I can't believe I lost my ring. It was 60K. I believe her story. I'm not saying like, I don't think that was true. I know Monica's trying to be like, you said you just got it. And like, I feel like if they had that on Mike, they would have aired it out there to prove her point. But, um, so I believe her story that she got it because of, you know, Henry was really sick when he was born. They weren't sure if they got more kids. Oh, like just I understand the sentimental value of an apple. Like had she said that, I also feel like everybody in that airport would have like found it for her somehow. Yes. Someone. I mean, I clearly someone is 60K, like 60K richer, have more money in their bank. Someone has it. Do you think Monica has it? Because a lot of like the Internet likes the idea of her having it. I, I mean, don't. I think it would be like. This weird, like, amazing Shakespearean twist if all of a sudden the woman who claimed she outed the fraud con artist, like, also then, like, conned these women and then ran off with a $60,000 ring. Um, I mean, I just feel like that's, like, like a Hollywood, like, you know, thriller. I mean, that's a I- lifetime movie. Yeah, but, like... Do I think that's the reality? No, I don't think she took the ring. I really don't. Um no, I I, I, I honestly like there's a part of me that like, I don't know if she technically like really lost it in the bathroom. I feel like they would have found it somehow. Um, unless she, she lost it somewhere else and didn't realize it. I mean, she yeah. wears a lot of rings. Yeah. And sometimes like I will, I do like, I'll be like doing something out the day and I'll like hold my hand weird. I'm like, oh my God, I don't have my ring on. And they're like, oh yeah, I didn't put it on today. So like you, she might not have no, like I did like, you know, you notice it in that moment. So she might've noticed it in the bathroom. I wonder if maybe like, it fell off on the airplane or something. I don't know. I just feel like, but at this point, obviously it's gone. Um, she's not. Yes. And it's it been back. replaced and she's it's beautiful too. with it. We saw it. It is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous ring. It took all of me not to be like, can I? Can I try <laughs> that on? Can I, I try it on? I know. If I see her again and she was like, you know, we talk about the rings, I'm going to ask to try it on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, that's what people, women like to do is try on the rings. Okay. So Monica we get into Jun Shaw, which I'm waiting for her statement from prison on all of this. But Monica and her just, relationship with the show and Jun Shaw at all. She said she started out as a friend. Then she was an assistant for her doing a job for free. Yeah. Um, I'm not buying that. Like, I get you want to help a friend out. You wouldn't. If I was helping someone out, I would not let them call me my assistant. I would not let me call them their assistant. And there have been times like, you know, if you have a friend who like just had a baby or like had a surgery or something and you're like, I'm running to the grocery store. Can I pick you up some groceries? Can I take the kids somewhere for you? Like people do that. And that is helping out a friend. Um, I think when you do it for a prolonged period of time, like 
I don't know. I just think like if you, she's essentially acting as her assistant and she's also not like helping out with like the kids and like doing laundry. It sounds like she was getting like dry cleaning. She was like setting up meetings, like very assistant type work. Um, and then they have her basically saying like Kim Kardashian started as a, a um, assistant and look at her now. This is a stair set for me. Like I do think, I think Monica wanted to be her assistant because she wanted to be around wealthy, influential people in Utah, whether that was to get on this show or to just infiltrate a certain social circle. Like, I think that was her agenda and goal. I mean, why else do we have the footage that she, well, she didn't leak, but that she recorded of her and her mom fighting and her mom saying, it's your job to get these four women to like you. Like, to me, that's not someone who's like, your show sucks. You need me. And then they brought you on. Like, you wanted to be on. And you wanted to be part of this. And so you were looking for a quick, I mean, kind of a quick book, I suppose. Is yeah. Having this connection to John Shaw, like I'm with you. The math is not mathing. I would not do that work for free. Like it just is all sus. I would respect Monica more if she said, Yeah, I wanted to be, you know, in this group of circle of these women. Like, or just said something along those lines in a very Monica way. Uh, but I just I am not buying it. Also, I love this moment. So we allude to this talking about how she got on the show. Most of the women in our understanding when it comes to casting, it sounds like a lot of the times on these shows is that women are either like referred to by another housewife or they are sought out by a casting director and like all of a sudden they're slid into their DMs. We do see those emails of those casting calls and I I don't know how much talent um, is actually casted from those emails. But Monica claims that she sent an email and she said, my name is Monica Fowler and your show sucks and your ratings are shit and it's going to get canceled because you don't have the right cast. But production pulls out the email that actually said, reaching out in regards to your casting call would love more information on what needs to be done and how to move forward. You guys need a feisty excommunicated Latina on the show immediately. I'm your girl, Monica F. Like, I know, like, even as she was saying that, I like how Andy's like, you did. Like, I think he, like, knew, like, you did not say that. We would not have selected you had you said that. Um, I love that production, of course, like, you know, is being shady. And, you know, here's the actual email she sent. I think, like, a lot of, like, the reason why I'm like, this is boring. Can we get to the real stuff? Was Monica was clearly lying and trying to turn stories a certain way. And I felt like when the reunion ended, she's like, there's more to this story. And trust me, you're going to want to hear it. And I actually feel like there isn't more to the story. The story is she had this account running. She was Jen Shaw's assistant. She wanted to get on the show. Now she's on the show. Like, you know, like then she got on it and she got exposed. I mean, the girl is diabolical. I like initially pre last weekend, I was like, bring her back. Of course, like we got to see like the re- after before the reveal yeah all yeah. these leaked videos and the leaked video with her conversation with her mom then all the voicemails that tanisha um has been releasing and all this stuff and i'm just like this is so like unhinged the driving by jen Shaw's house and the actual video footage of all this like this is beyond like it's definitely fan gone dark and think, crazy like never yeah. my wildest dreams and you and i love bravo but that is a whole nother i think for like creepy the sense. safety of cast past present well not past but present and future they absolutely cannot ask her to come like they she has to essentially be fired after this season because 
it just is a really slippery slope and opens up like this opportunity for other crazed obsessed fans to try to infiltrate social circles to get on the show. And weird Paige and I were talking about this in the recap last week, like these shows, like we watch them for aspirational reasons. And so not that you can't have a Monica and a Gina on there. We love a good comeback story, but if like the whole point of like Monica's like purpose for wanting to get on there is to get money from the show, which let's be honest, a lot of them do do it for money and future like wealth that they can generate money in their businesses. But like for her, like it was just, I don't know. I was open to the idea of it. Cause I was like, this is a woman who made a mistake. She had an affair. She's a single mom. Like I was kind of like, I can see the relatability. Maybe, you know, we watch her kind of like, you know, have a comeback and rise back up. And now I'm like, no, like she's just like a psycho obsessed person who's mentally unstable. And like, you can't keep her on the show. And I see why the women were like, we're not talking to her and why they were so pissed at BravoCon when she was seated by them at the Bravos. I mean, I also, I don't know what to believe anything that she comes out of her mouth. Like the fact that she said she sent that email, then it was proved wrong. Like there's so many. She works many, for free. Yeah. She works for free. Like there's so many like loose i don't know nothing's adding up with a lot of the things that she has said uh one thing i do want to mention i'm going to share with you guys all here was whether or not and they didn't talk about this in part one but this is a bit more interesting so i'm just going to talk about it right now is whether or not heather knew so there was an email um apparently jen shaw tried to put a cease and desist onto uh reality bontis as in 2021, uh, 2021, excuse me. And my question, a lot of our questions was, okay, if Monica, if this was out there in 2021 and Jen was such good friends with Heather, wouldn't have Heather known about this? So I did a post about it and we received a DM by Heather Gay that all it said was, I did not know. So that answers that. But I was very surprised to just... Yeah, see that DM. I did not know. I would like to believe her, but also she lied to us about the Jen Shaw black eye. So I don't know. I'm like going. Everyone's to- a liar on Salt Lake. Apparently, we're like, like I can't believe it on a throne of lies. Uh, <laughs> but I also, wait, I have to point out a moment. Um, Kiki, the talk of shame brought this up and I was actually planning on talking about it on the podcast. So I'm glad she did. Um, I've shared randomly a few times how I grew up with a very strong crush and love for the Shaquille O'Neal. And, um, when Monica said he's in the top one person, he's one, like, she's like, no, Lisa, you're not the 1%. It's Shaquille O'Neal. Heather goes, Shaquille O'Neal, glad he made the 1%. I mean, I would be more thinking of like a financial guru like Jeff Bezos. Um, Shaquille O'Neal is a financial guru. I don't know if this was a microaggression. Um, I could see why a lot of people would think that like you would just like quickly be like, oh, he's just a big black athlete. Um, But Shaq has like revitalized several brands and he has an um, like amazing portfolio of investments. Like it's actually really worth like if you don't know much about him looking into. Um, But I thought it would infiltrate his life. (laughs) Are you driving by its house? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, first of all, that guy has security um, and he could step on me and kill me. But um, I mean, I would try for sure. If I thought <laughs> I could be successful. Um, no, I don't think I have like a sexual crush on Shaq. I just think like his story is really cool. He overcame a lot of challenges in his life. And like, he's also like very humble and funny. Like he'll talk about how he did not invest in Starbucks because he said that, um, Black people aren't going to sit around and spend time in coffee shops. He's like, I want to invest in 
companies and brands, this was early on, that I think will help build a black community. And he says now every time he's in a coffee shop, like at a Starbucks coffee shop, like half the people there are black. And it's just a constant reminder to him of like his failed and like his missed opportunity with Starbucks. I, it's pretty funny. Um, but anyway, also he's, he brought back Papa John's. Not that I like Papa John's pizza, but. Oh no, he definitely brought back Papa John's. Yeah. Not my favorite, but he's done a lot. I, so anyway, like I just have to say justice for Shaq. Um, he is a financial guru and honestly, Jeff Bezos like kind of creeps me out anyway. So. Oh my God, that Vogue photo shoot. Yeah. I'm like, we don't know what we're talking about. Google that and have a good laugh. Okay. The only other <laughs> thing that I think that's worth talking about from part one is Meredith versus Angie. So it was just a lot of things were said, but one of the things that was said that made me laugh is that a trampoline with eyes. But that's a compliment. Okay, I loved this moment because like Meredith is going through like this laundry list and Angie's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I did say I was gonna put a head on your family. I did say that, uh-huh, uh-huh. She's like, well, clearly I've triggered you. And like, just like, as almost like, well, after like 20 things of being said, I was like, okay, could we have started more with this and cut out some of the Monica lying back and forth shit? And did we need to spend 10 minutes on this ring? I, I don't know. I was just like, to me, I'm like, oh, now we're getting to the good part. Um, the good stuff. And then it ends. But the yeah. whole like trampoline with eyes, like these things that these women say, like I cannot imagine like the shit I would say. I would say stuff that wouldn't make sense a la Sassy LaFrasse. Like, like it's just like, yeah. <laughs> but trampoline yeah. eyes, I'm like. I'm going to yeah. try to incorporate that and just tell that, oh, my God, your eyes. Your skin is so, like, tight and youthful looking. It's like, like a trampoline. trampoline with eyes. I, that's, I, like, shout out to our friend Danielle at Hollaback Cards who, like, made a trampoline with eyes. That made me laugh. I, to me, that's a, like, first of all, how do you even think of that as, like, a visual? Like, a trampoline isn't <laughs> something, like, with eyes. I'm like. I feel like I could have would have said something but else. But there's a yeah, and I also just think of feet because people are John. I don't know. And it's like such yeah, a weird that, thing. That's a weird compliment. It's um, such a strange compliment. But either way, that was part one. We're not gonna get the good stuff until part three. It sounds like part three is gonna be super size. One thing though, I, I actually may rewatch part one on Peacock. They're doing the uncensored yes. versions, which truthfully, like I may even just wait next week as as long as i can without spoilers to watch the uncensored version because it really does make a big difference believe it, it does, or not because when they when they bleep it misses also some of the words on the front and back that they say before it and like you know if somebody bleeps motherfucker you can figure it out but sometimes they bleep other stuff and you're like well wait a minute like knowing it without the bleep it changes it for vanderpump if you have not watched the reunion uncensored it's a great way to gear up for the premiere because it did change it. And you it get a little bit of like it. extra cuts too. I think they like throw in a few extra minutes of stuff. And we're not paid by Peacock, but no. go and, ahead and get that free trial now. And I will say, guys, I hated Peacock. Like I was like hardcore, like this is stupid. Stop trying to make fetch happen. And now I'm like, damn it. I do love me some Peacock. And I can't wait for traders to come out. Again, this is not a promo for Peacock, but... <laughs> For Peacock, if anyone's listening, know, invite us free. to one of the parties at least. Yeah, God. come on, guys. God damn it. Anyhow, um, that brings us to the end of our show. Let's get to our weekly shout outs. Abby, who is your shout out? Well, I think I kind of gave it away. I'm giving my shout out to my financial guru, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, my biological didn't bother is a underrated hit of his um, on his uh, rap album. 
He has been in countless movies such as Blue Chips, Shazam, um, and he's made a ton of smart investments a la Papa John's, um, even his own brands. And one thing about him that's really cool is uh, he tells his children, if you want the cheese, you need to get degrees. His kids have to have at least two degrees. So like a bachelor and a master's before they're like on his payroll. So, um, and he's also like, he's like a size, what, what was that moment with Andy with the shoe? He goes, you're a size 23 shoe. How big is your dick? And I think he just, you guys can't see it, but he just like held his forearm out and it was like, I thought he took off his shoe. Off oh, his that's foot. right. He took off his shoe and showed it to him. So, um, there's that too. He's, packing. and he was great on watch what happens life. Like Shaq is just like, bring him back. He's such a good, like all around. Oh my God. Heather Gay and Shaq watch what happens live. And she has to like apologize to him. For not knowing he was such oh. a financial guru. I'm actually, I'm going to put that on our stories. I think it needs to happen. Okay. Squash that beef. Squash <laughs> that beef. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. My shout out. So after spending a week at the hospital, I just want to give a lot of extra love. Um, it's anytime. No one wants a hospital stay. It's very humbling. So I want to give a lot of love to healthcare workers or any families out there. If you're listening that has a child that is in pediatric care um, and you're not sure when you're going to get out. It's very scary, but also very humbling. So I just want to give a little extra love to you. And I'm really, really grateful for the great nurses and doctors out there. So with that, of course, we're always like never, it never fails that Abby and I are like not on the same page in our shout outs. What do you one, mean? One high. And are you now discrediting the great Shaquille? O'Neal? I am not. I'm just He's saying. probably saved a life. Honestly, he probably has. He <laughs> probably has. So if you I'm, I'm totally save, kidding, by the way. Guys. I know. If you want to save uh, our lives, kind of question mark, or just give us some love, um, go ahead and leave us a five star rating or written review. We see your reviews coming in. We are grateful for them all, even the one star reviews. So please take a moment and give us a five star rating. And with that, make it a great day or don't. The choice is yours. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here's the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high quality collectibles, or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Plus, shop shopping at Sideshow earns 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 you spend, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purpose purchases. Well, geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code REALMOMS right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.